So at this barrier, Walter Wong, who was an Apple engineer, got driven into this barrier. And I'm not touching the car, so you can see that I trust Tesla and talk about brand trust. And got pulled into that barrier and died because uh, he was traveling 80 miles an hour. And I'm going to go around this turn. And at the end of the turn is a construction barrier. And the first 20 times you do this, you probably will want to grab the wheel. It's right there. And it could hit you. But every time it does, I've done this dozens of times, it makes it and stays next to the wall for miles without my human attention needed. But I wanted to talk about Walter Wong because back at that intersection, his death saved many lives in the future because they retrained the AI that you just saw operate and take this car through the turn and past that barrier properly without killing anybody else. He saved more lives around the world in the future than probably anybody else I could think of in history, right? And I trust Toyota Tesla with my family and my life. About 2.5 years ago, Apple engineer Walter Huang died in his Tesla here. The AI controlling his car made a deadly mistake this Thanksgiving. I think I thank his family for saving probably thousands and potentially millions of families and the anguish and grief they feel. Thanks, Elon Musk. He like added, he like added Tesla and Elon Musk. And this like this tweet has gone kind of viral and has garnered a lot of like negative attention. Um, and now, you know, I've enjoyed reading a lot of the takes, like taking it down, but at the same time, as I'm like, as I'm thinking about it now a little bit more, I'm like, Oh fuck, this is just a big ad for Tesla. This is a big fucking marketing gimmick for Tesla. They're like, what, what kind of like stupid ass thing can we say on the timeline? Can we have some guy say on the timeline to get a lot of attention why can't you know. it be both? What do you mean? It's. I think it's both. I think. I think it's an ad. I mean, I think it ends up putting a lot of attention on Tesla, and it's kind of a Rorschach test for how you see things right now. Because a lot of people are going to read that and think like, "Oh, well, of course." Like progress. There's always a cost to progress. If we lived in. If we yeah. were in a pro-growth society where we were, which we are somewhat, but, you know, if we were in a social a socialist society where there was growth and we were trying to advance, people would die, you know, just by the nature of... No. In working. socialism, nobody dies. <laughs> Everyone so lives kind of, forever. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny that, like... There's, I mean, everyone wants to dunk on it to be like, oh, you're just like totally, totally cucked for Elon Musk and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, like it's, it's sad. It's just sad that somebody is, uh, somebody feels the need to post that and like thank and like to bring Elon Musk and Tesla into it to say like, it's like, I hope, I hope they see this bro. Do you think that this guy did it in like all earnest and was like, he's really like, uh, what do people call him now? He's a bugman. And he's like, he's like really into like Tesla and shit. And like, what's a bugman? 
I had to look this up the other day. You know, let me look it up again. I, I think it's basically like movie Bob type of personality. So on Urban Dictionary, rootless, lifeless, metropol- uh, metropolitan drones who have a, a permanent thousand yard stare due to an existence, um, an existence void of any meaning other than waiting for the next iPhone. I think it's just people who are like, just yep. obsessed with progress and like technology is, and they see that as like the most important. It's, it's basically the, like, I love, I fucking love science people. Yeah. <laughs> We're right. like basically treating science as a fucking religion now. Yeah. I think that's way more interesting. I mean, and I think this like goes back to the common theme with some of your videos. It's like, it doesn't have to be a conspiracy. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, a marketing executive contacted this guy and said, Oh, can you record this video and make this tweet? Because we know it'll piss a lot of people off. I think it's, I think what's way more sad and way more fucked up is that the people are so alienated. And so like, you know, this is like the best case scenario for them is that somebody, somebody died in a horrible accident and the best case scenario so that we could get so that we could get better self-driving cars yeah and or the fact that like it's free i mean the the framing of it like i don't know i think like sometimes the sacrifice that people make could you know if it's for the greater good if it's so that people don't have to the thing about alienated it's it's good but the thing, it's like, sad that he's like reduced to thanking Tesla and Elon Musk for like killing this guy. But I mean, sacrificing for the greater good implies that it's like some like really necessary thing that is like contributing to like the lives of millions of people, like a vaccine or something yeah, yeah. like that. Like self-driving cars, like the right. fact that we have to drive our own cars, is that like a huge problem in society right. compared to like, you know, so many other things? Yeah, we wouldn't need, yeah, we probably won't need self-driving cars if we didn't have to drive so much to like make as much money as possible. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a very affluent bougie problem to have like, Oh, I'm just, I can't drive my own car. Like I'm sure it'll help some people. Like I'll get accused of ableism (laughs) for this because like, I'm sure self-driving cars will help some people, but like, I mean, there are so many better solutions than like, no, the thing too about self-driving cars is it goes right into that sort of like atom is it's, it's like leaning hard into the atomization. It's not that we need more mass transit, public transit options. It's that we need more hyper individualized, atomized, you know, unplug your brain and just sit in your pod kind of solutions to things. And that's kind of like what a self-driving car is, right? It's just, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it because uh, self-driving cars they're driving towards a future of uh, the gig platforms not even needing the gig worker in it If the pe- but if the people owned the you know so like is that better or worse would you yeah. rather would you rather pay people to sit at home and then have the uh, the KFC and the Taco Bell meals driven around by self-driving cars and then they don't ha- you don't have to have an army of workers and if if the people owned the self-driving cars and not just elon musk and uber and 
private equity, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. I wouldn't be against that. But, um, right. But yeah. the, the, the problem always is, is like, we're not moving towards th- that's like in an ideal world and we're not moving yeah. towards that. So that's always this problem is like, yeah, technology is great. And you don't want to be a hater on technology, but if, if we're just saying, well, technology good, it doesn't exist in a vacuum like that. It, it exists within our paradigm and our yeah. mode of production. And it's only all, all things that are good are only going to serve the capitalist class. So that that's that like hamster wheel we always get into. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think it relates to this kind of Luddite, reactionary stuff on the left where I don't know because both options suck like either either it's like oh I don't want self-driving cars I want my Taco Bell delivered to me by a person who doesn't have any rights I want my artisanal handmade Taco Bell handcrafted right Right. (laughs) I, I want the shareholders to have to carry the expense of human beings so so they can make their profits or the other option is, uh, oh, like I want I want those I want those people to sit at the gig workers to sit at home and be unemployed because um, you know these self driving cars got so advanced. Both options suck, and it's I mean it's it's tough to it's really tough because it pushes people into like choosing one or the other. Um, well, that reminds me, I mean, it reminds me so much of something you brought up the other day, which is that we have sort of these two directions and they're, they're what you basically described is like the fandom and the anti-fandom, right? It's like, it's like yeah. the same thing as like the, the right and the left political fandoms is that they're more obsessed with sort of being in opposition to each other than um, looking at like the, the bigger structure of of the problems in, in our society. And I think like this, um, these two options are like the next iteration of that. And you, you brought this up to me last week um, where you see sort of the degrowth camp versus the great reset camp. And these are like the two directions yeah, they that both suck, that both <laughs> fucking suck, but, and they're both capital. They're both like capitalism and they're not solving like the real problems, but they're going to be kind of like the next thing that people are distracted by as like band-aid, you know, this just half the issue. So should we like to summarize like the um, degrowth it model would basically be the the model that says, oh no, no technology, technology bad. We need to have the artisanal Taco Bell like hand delivered by cart and buggy. I mean, that's not literally what they're arguing yeah. for, but they're arguing for more um, basically like well, green, green austerity. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, it'd be like if uh, in a degrowth model, it would be that uh, in a woke degrowth model, it would be that if you want tacos, you have to buy them from an actual Mexican person confirmed by their DNA. And then <laughs> they'd have to spend 14 hours uh, growing the, you know, growing the corn, harvesting the corn. Um, no GMOs. Locally, locally v- sourcing. Vegan. Every, yeah, locally sourcing every ingredient. Everyone would have to work like 14 to 20 hours a day to make a taco. And you'd have to 
there wouldn't be del- you'd have to physically go and like pick it up like walk walking there uh and then yeah and then the other the hell the other version of it is um the great, the great reset re- the great reset version is that yeah rob- a robot cloud kitchen you know <laughs> assembles your taco using like soylent and uh you know impossible meat and then a, a an Amazon drone picks it up and whisks it over to your house and like it's basically Wally. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the future described in Wally where everyone's just sort of like in their floating chair and just dr- slurps like a, their drink and everything right. is just totally automated and te- everyone just totally trusts in technology and it, it's just yeah. like our and in, and in both scenarios too like there's there's this essential you know there's this essentialism or wokeness of like in the great reset version you know you're it's not gonna you know, a robot will be, will be making the food and a robot will be delivering it to you and then you'll be at home consuming like hulu will be honoring um you know indigenous creators or something like that in both both scenarios like uh you know it's the same thing it's like uh you want all marginalized people to have the, the rights and the resources and everything they need to survive and um, be happy. But in both, in both of those scenarios, like we could be totally honoring, you know, capital could be trying doing the thing that they do to honor marginalized groups and to empower them. But it's, it's to serve and to obfuscate this, uh, this kind of dystopian scenario or this like really messed up, I think messed up scenario, but it doesn't mean, so that doesn't mean that like, I, I don't want marginalized people to have the resources they want to be happy, but it looks like, it looks like in a lot of scenarios, uh, capital is trying to like mystify that stuff. And I feel like self-driving cars are like the same thing where it's like, well, what about, you know, ableism? What about people that can't, can't drive or what about the people that have to you know drive really far and it's it sucks for them and right. it's dangerous for them to like have to pay attention and right right you know? right which is why i kind of like you know i was i was like oh well who fucking you know who fucking needs uh self-driving cars nobody needs this shit but you know i i catch myself because i'm like well i'm sure that like this technology will help people you know live their lives better and i don't don't ever want to be one of those people who's like technology is just bad and you know we need to go back to the caveman days um because fuck that like we should be thriving as human beings and like use technology to make our lives better um the pro the problem is is that technology is not something that just exists in a vacuum where it's like, well, we just added, you know, doses of technology to improve our lives. It doesn't happen that way. What happens is like, it's that same sort of concept of elite capture when, you know, more good things, resources, whatever are poured into some area that needs it. Those resources, all those good things are usually captured by the, the top layer of people the top of the class and absorbed so that's the thing is like the people who would most benefit from self-driving cars are not going to be able to access them as much as they need them so it's like yeah 
people want to get the, the the upper the upper class the 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 um the class that's in power wants us to focus on that part of the argument because that's just like th- that's always going to get us hung up on this like well I think this and I think that and the thing is we're n- we're never going to fucking agree on all this shit and that's kind of the point right is like we don't have to fucking agree on all these little micro um you know decisions the point is that it doesn't matter those micro decisions don't even fucking matter because we don't really have the power (laughs) at this point you know what's probably best uh, you know that i'm realizing now is like it's self-driving cars are fucking stupid (laughs) <laughs> and it's probably I'm not against yeah like the whole thing is like it's all set up to you know it's like authoritarian and it's the side of capital to do the self-driving cars and it's probably best like I think this is this conversation is like the reflex that is an illustration of the reflex that the left has left left conversations and you know this is a very like verso lofts conversation where it's like you know we're just like splitting hairs about the self-driving cars but really like any normal person out there is like yeah this is fucking stupid this is gonna like put me out of work and uh i don't trust it like the people the people pushing the self-driving cars have like caused so much fucking damage to the the country and the world and working class people. So I don't trust it. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just going to be leveraged to enrich, you know, this technology isn't going to go to the people who need it. It's going to go to enriching um, Uber and capitalists and yeah. Tesla. It's not going to, the technology is not going to benefit the working class um uh, some might trickle down and benefit but i'm not really a uh, um sold on the whole trickle down idea hasn't really worked out so far so i am <laughs> but yeah i think that it, uh, we really do get hung up in that like technology good versus technology bad shit and it's like technology's neutral man it's it's tech. It just is. And it's going to keep like, it's inevitable. It's it, you're kind of like LARPing to think that like, Oh, well we just need to like go back to living in like grass huts and like banging rocks together. Yeah. yeah just the, just the, like the, go on, go on naked and afraid and like get your little LARP on of like being a caveman, realize how much it sucks and then come back to, you know, Come back to modern reality and let's like put on our, our big boy and girl pants and figure this shit out. Yeah. Cause it's you a know, like that guy and that guy that's posting about like crying for Elon, you know, Elon Musk and Tesla and all that shit. I mean, it's like, it's no different. It's just fandom behavior. It's no different from somebody who's like, you know, posting, posting the, uh, the, Mar- Avengers assemble like highlight reel from the movie and like being re- you know saying like oh this was the last great moment I remember before COVID and like everyone in the theater stood up and applauded <laughs> you, you know, know 
the this video is so fucking creepy too can we just like talk about how creepy it is i mean when i was i don't know if you feel the same way about it i didn't when, actually watch it so oh you didn't you need to watch it but it's like really creepy because the guy is riding in his self-driving vehicle while um talking about how this person died in the exact same spot that he's like letting his self-driving car go through at that moment and he's like he's like th- you know thanking this this man for his service of like dying so that he could like pass through the same area unscathed and then at one point he pans around to the back seat and like his children wave and he and oh, he's God. like I know and he's like I trust it you know and I have my my kids here and my family and I'm like oh, God. it's fucking terrifying it's like how the fuck do you know the same shit's not gonna happen you're just like this like <laughs> people literally died doing the same thing but you have like this complete blind faith in Elon Musk and Tesla like. And you're like putting your kids' lives on the line. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Poor kids. That's, yeah, that sounds, that's like a really unhinged moment. Like, yeah. that video could go in a lot of different ways after it turns around to the kids and it's like, yeah, we're not going to stop. We're not going to pull over until self driving cars become mandatory or, you know. Imagine if the car like blew up as he was panning around back to his kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoops. <laughs> Tesla's stock price needs to be above 300 or we never stop. Then they'd really, they then the brand would really explode, <laughs> pun intended. Because uh, <laughs> then they'd really get a lot of attention for their, their product. That shit would bl- be blowing up all over the timeline. <laughs> There's something about it that's, it, it seems like it's annoying. <laughs> that it's it's either like oh fandom for i fucking love science and tesla and this kind of like great reset style world or the reaction to it which is like anti and you know anti-fandom anti-consumerist um well it's like the end of wally yeah. you know we we watched wally the other night um and that's like exactly what it was. It was like a degrowth promo piece yeah. that basically set up this um, concept of what they think the great, basically what the great reset will be kind kind of like, which is, you know, everyone is just like, you know, doesn't move their bodies. They're just like this immobilized blob in like a floating chair that just drinks sludge and whatever. Um, and like, the end of the movie, um, spoiler alert, was the solution was that they went back to Earth and they all learned how to like plant stuff. <laughs> it's like just this generic sort of like, oh well, if we all just like go, become farmers, then the Earth will heal, kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. And it's that's like this degrowth um, LARP, which is so funny because uh, we live in kind of this area where um we live in a small city so there's some like city type people we get a lot of new york city just the most obnoxious new york city come people coming up to visit um a lot of them live here now but like right outside it's very very rural where we live so people don't have that delusion about like farming being this like 
magical thing that's just going to like heal the earth and cure the earth. They're, th- those people are more culturally conservative and they're all the, like the Trump voters. And um, it's funny because like all the like city, the cosmopolitan city people who are like all vegans and like, they're like, yes, the earth needs to heal. They're, it's, it's funny. There's like this reverse. It's like a detachment of understanding what it actually means to be agrarian and farm and all that versus, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I feel like there's just this cultural kind of like swap. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard too to decouple all that from the fact that like farming is romanticized, but most of the people doing the farming do it illegally because there's not like a a legal labor market for farm labor unless the farm is like the farm either has to be some kind of NGO like nonprofit play or it has to be artisan in order for the workers to have rights and otherwise, like most, I, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I feel like most farming is relies on like undocumented labor um, yeah. to do, to do jobs that, you know, uh, most Americans don't want to do. Um, no, I mean, that's not even like, that's not even like, um, you know, conspiracy theory or anything. It's basically documented that. You know, the industries in the U.S., especially in the South, kind of started with slave labor, um, which is like super exploitation of workers. Um, but then once once slavery was abolished, there was this huge economic gap um, for farm labor and the way that gap was filled was that, you know, you, you get these like Jim Crow laws and whatever that basically made it a crime to be poor, which, I mean, we still see this. It's, it's a crime to be poor, you know, to this day, these laws are just so baked into our system. But what, what it does is, is basically if you, if you don't have like, Oh, I forget what the law was, but it's like, you know, if a black man was not registered somehow, um, then he could be put into prison. So it's all these like bullshit laws to get people in prison so that basically the prisons could then um, lease people out as cheap farm workers. And that's a practice that still happens to this very day. Like this is not something that's gone away. It's literally still happening is that it, it's, it's, it's literally like slavery. It's uh, people who, who go to, who go to jail for, for bullshit reasons or even for, you know, whatever, whatever reasons that people are in jail and then they get leased out as, you know, cheap farm labor. And um, so that people in, in, you know, Karen in, in the city can like have her, her grapes and her fucking, you know, her like vegetable casseroles and vegan souffle. Mm-hmm.
All right, so hey, I'm Fox. I'm Alex. And this is the Space Commune Podcast. I can't say it without being like sarcastic. (laughs) 